Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Episode 66. Six. Woohoo! 600 episodes away from the sign of the beast. Wow, weird. Odd. That was, that was <laughs> real far in the future. Uh, yeah. Wrong so, adventure path. Sorry for anyone know. concerned about the satanic panic here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If Wrong you're concerned about path. that, what are you doing listening to us? Wrong uh, adventure path. Yeah, this is episode 66. The this one is a, where nobody almost dies and the party stays together. There yes. you go. This is a big episode for us. <laughs> is it? Because it's actually our first episode in our new studio. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we've actually we've got a, a new studio set up around us. You say that the studio, for clarification, is a room that we've converted into a studio. We did not suddenly get rich enough to, like, yeah. rent a spot in it is, somewhere. It's a nice studio <laughs> area, so it's it's fancy. We're going to post some pictures up on our website so yep. you guys can kind of take a look at our whole setup and uh, be and, impressed. Or at and, least on Twitter. And feel yes. sorry for me for getting blisters using the glue gun for, like, Poor hours. Yeah. I wasn't I mean, here. I you were not using that glue gun, right? <laughs> Heather has problems with crafts. I do. I'm awful. She has zero proficiency in glue gun. <laughs> it's true. She's taking a minus four non-proficiency penalty. Oh, man, you said well, glue gun, and it just made me think of Prey, where you had a glue gun. Yeah. GLU gun. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll teach you to knit. It's much less burning. There you go. Burn. I didn't burn myself. I just got a blister from squeezing the handle. So oh, her hands are too delicate to have repetitive Aww. motion. You poor baby. <laughs> Welcome to the episode where we make fun of Heather. Uh, hate all of you. The, uh, so yeah, we are very excited for the new studio. We're also very excited, segue, for all the party continuing to make their way to be alive through. Mm-hmm. It's touch and the go there. Of the servant as seventh level characters. As seventh level characters, you know what? Let's do a quick round because I I wanted to say someone pointed this out to us that we never even remotely discussed we sixth usually, level. Did we not in the after party? Not even in the after no, party. We no, we skipped it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also haven't posted character sheets since fourth level. Oh, God. Yep. So now we really need so to we gotta do that. So real quick, Jess, name three cool things that your character gained. Three cool things. I got another hunter's trick called aiming attack that lets me give my allies a bonus on hitting things that I hit. Awesome. I got improved two weapon fighting. Also so I get awesome. one more attack. Four attacks per round. Jeez. And I have double slice, so I do more damage. Also a solid option. Nothing happened with Isra at all. Nothing had not even Sad. new tricks or anything? Nope. No, nope. the animal Nothing? companions okay. got squat this level. Jess and I were both looking at the table wow. like, really? Seventh level's not good for them. Uh, okay, real quick. Three things that happened to me. Uh, I did take my second level of living monolith. Uh, it does give me the ability called stone blood, uh, which means when I'm knocked into the negatives, I automatically stabilize <laughs> as my, that would have as been my uh, like internal organs sl- uh, selectively petrify. Uh, it's which good is that Sudi has cool. gained this ability after. He I know. I was like, man, I could have really used it in that last fight. Your body fight. was like, I learned a trick. Um, I am also... He, he bled out all the thin blood, and now he's just got the thick stone blood. <laughs> it's all, it's all chunky accelerated. blood now. Oh, God. Chunky, chunky blood. Yeah. Uh, he has the opposite of... Uh, what is it? So the opposite of that. You have more platelets, not less platelets. You have like more jello platelets, blood. Yes. <laughs> loose, loose jello. He has more stone platelets. Uh, yeah, so I'm also immune to continuous damage from bleed attacks. So if somebody hits me with a bleed attack or like a wounding weapon, I am immune to the bleed damage. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, and also if, if a vampire bites me or like a sturge or something and tries to drain my blood, I'm immune to the ability damage that it causes. Ooh. Ooh that's exciting. I was going to say, it's, it's pretty pretty excited about I that. I hope there's no vampire. I, 
hairs. I can only picture this as a sturge, which, you know, stabs its little probicus in you. And then it's kind of like when you get a, uh, you know, an icy that's just like condensed into (laughs) a salt thing. You're just trying to suck as hard as you can. Oh, a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. uh... But there's like a chunk of Oreo or something stuck in the straw. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Man, now I really want an icy. Uh, So, yeah, I liked that. And I uh, also now have two attacks when I'm not in my big form. Oh, awesome. Uh, so I hit a plus six base attack bonus, so I get a second attack. I think there was some confusion about that before, so just to clarify, Jordan's prestige class does not have full base attack bonus, except for That's since big. he took the call path, he gains his full base attack bonus whenever he's in his enlarged form. Yeah, so I had I had my extra attack when I was in my large form, now I have it in both forms. So that's helpful. That's um, useful. Things that are helpful in both forms also, uh, for my feet this level, I took pummeling style. Uh, oh, okay, to finally get say, past that damage reduction. Yeah, if you're unfamiliar, uh, you do all of your attacks on a flurry of blows or a full-out attack. You add all of them together. Then you take off the damage reduction versus the damage reduction being taken off for every attack. Um, so punching through damage reduction is now slightly easier for me. i got to say, I was a lot faster. I have cool stuff from my stony blood, and we had to make jokes <laughs> about my chunky blood for a while. He's full of Oreos. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> but they're like inside out Oreo. Well, no, they're outside. I don't know. I was going to say an inside out Oreo, but like really, it's I'm not being a vanilla white. Oreo. Yeah, I'm like a, well, no, because my skin is black. I don't have to tell you. It's an all chocolate Oreo. Okay. Moving on. Uh, I don't have three things, really, but I had two things that happened. I went up on my sneak attack, so now I get 4d6. And I also took double slice to up my damage. Uh, but yeah, my my roguey didn't really get a whole lot this level, but ninth level is going to be baller. Hit points. That's I cool. mean, yeah, I went up on hit points, but that's like... Okay, that was well, double, double slice. Tell, tell the audience something cool about Citra. She has a surprisingly good singing voice. Okay, there but we go. Rachel so that's two things. <laughs> Do you have like actual ranks in perform? No. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> it's surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good. What what is your charisma? Out of curiosity. That's only plus one. I was just making all. So of I mean, up. you are a better than average singer. <laughs> yep. Hey, me too. In the shower, I'm real good. There you go. Everybody's real good in the shower. Uh, on yours, I only really got two cool things too. I got fourth level spells. Thank yeah, Horus. So cool. Oh, it's ours. Yeah. I mean, that's um, honestly better than... That's that's probably worth two things of cool stuff. <laughs> what spells did you take? <laughs> uh, I memorized a death ward so I can that's cast nice. one on myself and then we have the scroll so another person can have death ward. Nice. And then yeah. holy smite. Nice. And holy fire smite, shield is my domain spell. Nice. See, that's a separate thing though. You got a, you got your domain spell, which is Yeah, but shield. you get that every time you get a level. I oh, mean, it's yeah, just, I'm dom- just saying. I mean, next level I'll get new domain powers What's and that'll be cool. What's the other cool thing? Oh, I took improved channel force for my feet, which means I can channel in a 60 foot line or a 30-foot cone in front of me. Cool. And I can still apply the push or pull from my from my normal Channel Force feet when I do that. Neat. Nice. So you can elect to channel in a line or cone instead of doing a normal burst channel. Yep. Okay. And I can still use the, for, the Channel Force feet with it, so I can still push or pull someone if they fail to save. Okay. Awesome. Use the Force. Yes. Yeah. Those are those channel force feats are Azamar specific feats. So I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like I need. Oh to Oh my take god, these. it's like your midichlorian crap. <laughs> Ew. We get you a lightsaber, and you're just uh, you know, using the force Jeb. push on everybody. No, there's one more because there's three of them, like greater channel force, but I have to be pretty high level for that one. Mm. And hopefully, you'll get to. One of my baddies, and I can tell you what I do. 11th level. He leveled up, too, level. while we were all <laughs> sitting around. Yeah. Everything leveled up around us, because this is Diablo. No. 
That's not how any of this works. (laughs) Everybody, here's the cheat. Put it in your helmet. (laughs) Let you just one-shot the bad guy. It's kind of the same thing with Gary. It's like, you never seen Gary in Pokemon Pokemon out there training, just like doing stuff. He just like comes back and he's like, I'm stronger now. Let's fight. At least he's out there doing things. Is he though? That's true. You can assume that the villain's always out there doing something. All right. Yes, so when last we had left our heroes... We all almost died. Yeah, you were basically beaten into a bloody pulp by a ghast barbarian. Except Sagira. Not a dead bloody pulp, though. I I was only half beaten. Sagira just ran. That's true. Sagira did a whole bunch of dramatic running. By the skin of your teeth, you managed to successfully defeat the guest whose name you never got nor did you ever get her backstory I don't orc. care we just know it was <laughs> the undead orc cast I like orcs <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we went and cried at Unwrapped Harmony she's not a player race yeah, yeah. we did yep then you went and cried at Unwrapped Harmony and she saw fit to give us some healing it was it was enough it was, to be helpful yeah it was yeah. definitely enough to get us back and, going in the right direction and now we're back in that the one room dinosaur story where the crypt thing was from outer space with that look upon our face. Uh, I like the we're back at dinosaur story joke better, but okay. Yes. So you descended back down, made your way back into the, the crypt. Is there another crypt thing? No! I quit. <laughs> this time, we you and me are the bag. ones out, and we're like, ah, crap. Onuris is just like, better jog it. <laughs> In that heavy armor. Or He's got his mithril fancy stuff now. Yeah, fancy mithril armor. We're going to go down the hallway where the orc came from. I think we should rip all the curtains back from the alcoves. Okay, hunting for the yellow sign. I'm scared (laughs) of alcoves because that's where the gas come from. So you're opening up all the curtains or are you opening up the curtain that you know leads to the hallway? I want to just open up the curtain that leads to the hallway. Seconded. But but what if there's other things? What if they're going to get us? Am I the only one thinking of in Bruges right now? Yes. Alcoves. What? Um, Oh. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> what? Okay. Rachel's okay. citing very strange and obscure Colin Farrell movies. It was so good, but there's this whole like trope in the movie where this one like guy who supplies illegal guns to them like has this weird obsession with the word alcove, and so he keeps like talking to people about the word alcove. <laughs> Yeah, he's weird. It's just weird. Anyway, we go down the hallway that the orc gas came from. Sakira looks at the other curtains and grumbles. We needed to make a shink. Well, we knew sh- one sh- of them. Sh- we looked at two of them because one of them just had a shrine, and the, the one other one immediately to your side just had a shrine. And then what did the other one have? Because I thought we looked at two. The hallway. the hallway. Oh, the hallway. All right, we're going down the hallway. So the six of you make your way across this spacious octagonal chamber under the stony gaze of the statue of Phrasma, who stands in judgment, or at the very least holding upraised in one hand an hourglass, counting down the hours of people's day, and the other one what appears to be a sprig that I think Segura oh, yeah. identified. It was uh, herbs for having babies. Exactly. Fertility and death. Baby having bur- burbs. Kepper Wars. <laughs> burbs. I don't know Baby what Baby having burbs. burbs. <laughs> yep. Reaching the curtain, Onuris appears to be the pushy one, so I'm assuming he's opening it. Uh, no. The okay. Citra goes first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for volunteering me for that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a classic volunteering moment Sigura there. You're the rogue. Sigura I, she's trapspotter. She's ten I am always behind. ten feet behind, <laughs> allowing the. The person with more hit points. The, the funniest thing about that is that is so on like on brand for on yours to be like I volunteer you to do this. <laughs> so I want to sum this up. You guys march all the way down here. You walk in here. Sagira starts moving forward. Onuris grabs her shoulder and goes, no, we're going to go through this one archway 
through this hallway back here. Don't open anything else. And she's like, okay, fine. I guess that makes some sense. And then Onuris just kind of waits for a couple seconds and goes, aren't you going <laughs> to? I'm obviously not walking in front. That's what happened. I mean, I feel like that's probably exactly what happened. Sakura actually had a lot of grumbling comments under her. And Sakura is just watching this like, I'm just waiting for him to say it. It's like, Sakura. Sakura's just sitting there like, you almost died because I wasn't here. Sakura angrily throws open the curtain at the end of the hallway. Ripping open the curtain. And then, like, flattens it against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling all the brass rings free of the, uh, (laughs) yeah, pulling all the brass rings free of the bar that holds it in place as they clatter to the floor noisily. Sorry. uh, Maybe you should have just opened it. You want to open curtains? You open curtains, friend. She just slices it to pieces. (laughs) Citra just rolls her eyes at both of you and, like, steps forward to make sure there's no friggin' traps. Hey, you were looking for those. I like that during all of this, Sudi is quietly... Surveying the rest of the room to make sure that none of the curtains move. We're down a hallway, friend. Maybe they connect. No, you're, you're like still in the curtain. Room. You, you, you think that, but you're not. Oh, okay. The curtain hides the hallway. Oh, okay, yeah. Fine. So I like the, the rest of y'all are like really focused on this, and Sudi's just checking everywhere else, like head on a swivel. Well, that's what I did before. And then y'all got teleported away. Yep, worked real well. <laughs> did it? Did it really? For me? I mean, <laughs> we made it out, so it couldn't have been all bad. <laughs> I go down this hallway. Famous last words. If we die, it's Jordan's fault. Totally. Mm-hmm. We have uh, all agreed upon this. Sakura goes down this hallway. I feel like I didn't get a vote in that. <laughs> <laughs> I demand a recount. Making your way down the hall, the light from your cat skull necklace playing off against the surrounding walls. The hallway isn't long, only perhaps 15 or 20 feet. There's no door at the end of this. Instead, it leads directly into a... You think it's a large room although it's difficult to determine its exact dimensions as you walk into it. Half walls and heavy curtains divide this room into a network of small, almost chambers, kind of like cells or apartments, and a larger common space. Colorful linens faded with age lie neatly folded at the foot of each bare bed, save for the far end of the room, where you can see rich silks and pillows covering a bed surrounded by a mess of discarded books and sheets of parchment. You don't immediately see another exit from this chamber. There is a stench here. Well, like a ghast was staying here. Yes, like the like the smell of the dead body that you stepped over on the stairs on your way down here. Stinky. Ah, well, okay. This appears to be where they've been staying. I guess we should poke around. I'm going to pull down all these curtains. Sudi is still checking R6. I hate curtains. I pull them down. Sagira begins to rip down the curtains. You're watching behind? Yep. I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Casting Detect Magic... There are ten magical or, or two magical wars. Oh, ten, I like ten. 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 You said ten. There's ten. Ten. Cure ten? serious wounds. Yeah, like, ten. <laughs> if ten only. cure serious wounds. Yes. There are two magical auras in this chamber. <laughs> we demand ten. <laughs> two times five. <laughs> Somehow I feel like the record will show only two. I know. All right. So um, I get a twenty-one taking ten. Do I need to roll? Uh, you do not have line of sight. Oh well, I'm gonna. I ripped down all the curtains. Does that help? I'm gonna start. Well, you're starting to rip down the curtains as Onuris is casting this and going. There's some magic over there. Like, Onuris you know, is ways. gonna make. Onuris is going to make his way towards the magical auras. At the moment, you don't see another exit from this chamber. It doesn't mean that there isn't one. You don't have a good line of sight to the rest of the chamber. Uh, considering how many potentially open doors we left behind us, Sudi's gonna keep his eyes on the back and just yeah. hope that everybody else has got their eyes elsewhere. You stay there because I'm gonna search the room. Yeah. Uh, are you standing in the hallway or are you standing oh no i'm standing in the room okay for sure watching the hallway okay well in in an area where he can also because the hallway is only five feet wide so an area he can actually use his powers yeah boy citra 
Yeah, we're not making that mistake again. I am searching the room. Very well. So, Citra, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Any of those of you who have knowledge engineering may roll that as well. Can I do that from where my position? Yeah. Okay. Citra got a 26. Knowledge engineering, I got a 20. So, Sekiri, you begin to rip down the curtains, mm-hmm. um, probably kind of keeping an eye on Onuris as he makes his way forward deeper into the chamber, moving past the protective wall that is the front line. Yeah. You do note as you begin to pull down some of these curtains that they are faded, but they were once colorful. Each one of them, and I don't know if this changes your direction, each one of them are a deep shade of purple with what appears to be a spiraling blue design across them. Yeah, I don't think you should rip those down. But people can hide. Then close them. Open them. Uh, I guess to allow you guys to imagine this a little bit better, the low stone walls are about two feet high, and then the curtains come out by about seven or eight feet and then drop down. So think of them like kind of in a hospital when you have the little partitions that one side is open that you make your way down the whole length of it, and then the curtains serve as kind of like dividing walls oh, okay, where they okay. meet like a half wall that comes up from the floor. They're like changing rooms. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like, it's a, like little, a changing room. Yeah, I mean, you could push the curtains closed. Fine, I really close the curtains. I'm or open them. About it. Yeah, I think it's so yeah. that they're not blocking my line of sight. Yes. <laughs> Opening <laughs> the curtains. Sudi, with your, you said 21? Yeah, 20. Sudi, you do note with some interest, the opulence that you have seen elsewhere in this tomb is not presented here. The walls of this chamber don't have any hieroglyphics. The chamber itself seems to be rather rudimentary designed. And it actually appears to be unlike the other areas that you've seen, a living quarters. Which there shouldn't be anybody living down here. But this looks like it was actually built to house living people. Weird. They have to document all that stuff somehow. You have knowledge religion, correct? Yes, I do. Yeah, you may make a knowledge religion check as well. Eight. Okay. You don't know. Citra, making your way down the path. You walk alongside Onuris, Onuris kind of stopping once he reaches the two areas where there's actual magical presences. You glance about, although your eyes are actually drawn to the, what looks to be the lived-in area down at the end of this path. This is a cutoff area, effectively the furthest away off on its own. It looks like it's almost a mess of scribbled notes and discarded clothing and various books. Most of these tomes, even just glancing them over, don't appear to be particularly rare. A large number of them seem to discuss things like genealogies, histories, although a fair amount of focus also on military strategy and war. Hmm. This might interest you when you're done over there. What is it? Looks like books about the, the family lines and military strategy too as well. Interesting. I'm so glad I got a good level of excitement out of you. <laughs> I don't think Onuris can be excited. I can be excited. He was a little more excited that time. I think he's just placating me at this point. Mm. Focus, people. Onuris, yeah, focus. You, That's how I found them. As you part the curtain, a single body lays on the bed. Oh, dead guy. Oh, is he dead or alive? As your gaze washes over it and you spend about six seconds, you realize that this is the source of the magical aura. What? The body? You may make a spellcraft check if you so wish. Oh, is he like consecrated or something? Maybe. Is there another little cat sitting on him? 25. As you walk over, as you glance over this corpse, it appears to be a body of a young woman. Recently killed. Although as your eyes kind of focus on her, you realize that that's not necessarily the truth. The body has been preserved through magic. 
a gentle repose spell to keep the body pristine. As you glance glance her over, you may make either a heal check or a perception roll or both. I hit a 25 on the heal and and a 20 on the heal. Or on the perception, sorry. 20 on perception. You may also make an appraise. Profession curator? Just an appraise. I don't know. Go for it. I mean, I can do it untrained and get a seven. Seven? You know nothing, Don't Snow. <laughs> the woman is young. Not as young as your companions, but still young. Probably in her early to mid-twenties. So my age. Yeah. You would consider her attractive, I suppose. We don't really know much about on your taste as far as women are concerned. Uh, or anyone. No, we. everybody found out I was married, You're or married my once, past yeah. self was married. Well, I don't know what she looks been. like. Yeah, I was going to say, that might have been yeah, an arranged yeah. marriage thing, too. So. It didn't come with a picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her hair is a strange shade of what, uh, outside of Osirian, would commonly be referred to as a strawberry blonde. <laughs> and Osirian is very rarely seen anyone with blonde hair. Like, is she like um, sick or something? Her hair is white like her, sand. Her features were pale, but you can tell that she has been, had been walking in the sun. As you kind of lean down, gently part her lips, check her gums, look her over, you think she died of exposure or dehydration. She looks just exhausted and drawn from, judging by the damage to her feet, days walking barefoot into the desert. Oh! As you look her over, you do notice that on the inside of her left forearm is a symbol, a curious symbol. You may make a knowledge religion. See, that I'm good at. <laughs> one might hope from the priest. 27. A 27. She's probably one of your cousin's followers. And he cared enough to cast her spell on her. Which is weird. Well, maybe they were together. As you look over this, you see that she bears a mark or a tattoo in the form of three daggers spiraling outwards from a central circle. Oh. The holy symbol of Kalistra. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Goddess of... she elfy? going to say She's goddess, goddess of revenge. Trickery? Trickery and... Lust, I think it's yeah, lust, too. I think is what they call it, the term it is. Oh, man, you guys are good. Goddess of trickery, lust, and revenge. Bing. Boom! Yeah. Being apparently. She's also, uh, she also has the knowledge domain. Oh, that's fun. Which oh. is just cool. I love the knowledge domain. I guess you need that to, to do revenge. You know, you gotta like, you know, Plot. stalk your prey and stuff. What's the other magical aura coming off of her? There's only one magical aura coming off of her. Stepping into the next effectively chamber created here, you see a second body of what appears to be an Osirian woman, maybe in her mid to late 20s. Same thing. Uh, she also appears to have died of exposure. She also bears a holy symbol of Kalistra on the inside of her left arm. That's weird. Weird. And they've both had a gentle repose spell cast on them to preserve them. Hmm. I wonder if they were your cousin's followers who died in the desert. I mean, he probably wants to raise them as something. It's interesting, though, because wasn't the orc one of his followers, too, but she's undead. I, maybe he raised her first. It's also a little bit weird that there's any living quarters down here at all. And it seems designed for it. They're not living. No, no, like there's beds and you know, oh. things that the undead would need. I will allow Segura to make me a profession embalmer. Hey! I don't roll that great, uh, but I do get a 12. 12? I mean, all I'll say is the embalming process takes up to 40 days. Oh, the embalmers would have to stay somewhere if they were going to be working on bodies down here for Shepus. No. <laughs> yeah, you just couldn't really have them coming and going. That's true. Fair point. Both 
of these women look like they died of exposure, and that's a holy symbol of Kalistra tattooed on their arms. That's weird. Who's Kalistra? She's a goddess of trickery and lust and, and vengeance. Well, okay then. What are followers of Kalistria doing down in They Kalistria is also, uh, and I'll Elf. just give this to Jessica, Kalistria is also allied with Bast as they both perform the uh, arts ah. of sacred prostitutes. Yeah, Kalistria and Bast, they're friends. Well, vengeance is part of Kalistria's portfolio. It could be that they were going to help your cousin in his schemes for revenge. Oh, maybe. He was supposed to be quite charismatic, isn't he? I mean, that's what the that's what that seemed to be. That seemed to be true. He may have been able to sway them to his side, and just because they're followers doesn't necessarily mean they're clerics or holy women. Hmm. Mm. But whoever they are, he cares about them enough to keep them preserved. Which is odd for somebody who's we're going to guess a necromancer. Usually they would just reanimate them. Maybe he doesn't have the supplies he needs. Or he used it on the orc first. Oh, maybe. Trying to make sure he gets it right. Well, it's more the generally working with the undead. They don't ever seem to care if they decompose, so why a gentle repose for that one? Well, because he wants them to be pretty. Pretty undead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll just ask him, huh? I don't think he'd be inclined to answer. I don't know if he's half as talkative as his aunt. Yeah. Or was that his mother? Grandma. Mom. Grandma. I don't know. If he was grandma. half his, Is it grandma? What yeah. is it? It's grandma. It was, it was grandma. His grandma, yeah. Or no, yeah. Because his, his dad his was grandma. a loser. Yeah. It was grandma. grandma. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's half as talkative as his grandmother was. Eh. Is there anything else in here? I want to take a look at those papers that have been scattered around. Maybe okay. those are his notes. So you're taking a look at the papers, mm. Citra? I will continue to look for any other entrances or exits to this room. You haven't found any. You've at this point explored the entirety of this chamber, unless you're checking the surrounding walls for secret passage. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and make me a perception while you do that. Uh, on yours, go ahead and make me a sense motive check. Segura. I'm just going to sit on one of these low walls and wait. Okay. Just watch the... Uh, the dead body and sharpen your sword. Yep. Little flecks of salt uh, come off your blade as you're just <laughs> sharpening it up. I, say, I feel like that's going to make a lot of sound, but okay. On it yours? Sounds like a, a grinder. Like a I don't get out of grinder. grinder. Uh, let me get to Sudi. Uh, Sudi. Uh, Sudi's going to continue his vigil watching the door behind us so we don't get ambushed. Okay. Sagira, if you want, you can actually go ahead and make me an appraise check while you're sitting there. I will. I will. So can Sudi technically because he was called over. And Citra. I will get a 23. Sudi gets a surprisingly decent 16. Oh, 27. Wow. Well, Onuris, being of higher and more noble birth (laughs) than the rest of you, just kind of glanced over these and went, hmm, these curious bodies and their odd markings, and they appear to have died of exposure. Sigur kind of looks over and goes, man, he left a lot of bling on these people. Like fine rings and necklaces and all the rest of that that appear to these aren't even ancient items they're just expensive jewelry that probably some form of paramour or something would have bought these women in life oh they're his his Uh, gals yeah Citra glancing over you also note not only that but their wrappings here they're not actually linen wrappings they've been wrapped in what appears to be Taldane silk Jesus I think he cared about these women way more than we think are any of are they wearing anything like super distinctive, like jewelry wise? Not the jewelry wise, uh, but this linen is Taldane silk. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna take the linen. Yes, but we don't use that here. I uh, know it's fancy. But we think that 
your cousin is at least somewhat local, at least from Osirian, right? Yeah, Tafu. So why were these foreign women... Only one's foreign. Well, why would one foreign woman from a deity that doesn't have a huge presence in this area be his paramour? It seems like we're missing something. I was just going to take, like, a necklace or something and wear it and, like, goad him into being real mad when we saw him. Don't desecrate the dead. I'm not going to... I'm just going to take a necklace off of a dead person and put it on my neck so I can goad my cousin. I'm not going to, like, yank her head off to do it. That would be horrifying. Please don't. We can bring it back. Uh, Please don't disturb the corpses, but those aren't artifacts from the tomb. No, they're like modern jewelry. That's true. How many corpses have we stripped down? A lot. To be fair, they're mostly undead. Mm-hmm. Or bad people. The cultists <laughs> certainly were. I don't know if it uh, influences your opinions. Each of the women wears 700 gold worth of jewelry. Wow. We're okay. taking the jewelry. Uh, so 1,400 I mean, between the two, and the silken shrouds that they are wrapped in are worth 500 gold each. I mean, Onuris doesn't care. These aren't are these aren't artifacts off of people that are supposed to be interred here, so he's not going to say anything if y'all take it. If it makes either of you feel any better, there are still the linens that lay at the foot of each one of these beds, so you could feasibly wrap them again if you wanted to, just in something not as expensive as a full bolt of Taldane silk. I'm taking their fancy stuff and All wrap right, them in the fine, other fine, stuff. Fine. How much is this stuff? 2,400 gold in total. Wow. On your ass gets a 25 on that since motive check you had me roll earlier. I'm pretty good at embalming stuff. I can wrap a corpse. And Citra? 28 on my perception roll. 28, very well. Looking for them secrets. Oh, do you want this magnifying glass? Sure. What does that do for me? Gives you plus five bonus. Plus five? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet. I got a 33. Okay. On yours, you settle on the edge of the bed here, pick up the books, kind of glance them over before probably setting them off to the side, finding some more interest in the notes. These notes bear almost scattered accounts. Some of them that are bundled together appear to be of his explorations, some rubbings of various hieroglyphs, his pursuit of knowledge pertaining towards where this artifact is, where his grandmother's visions will lead him. None of these are dated. But you can get a general idea of all of them appeared to have been written once he'd arrived in Wati. You see occasional references to things like other explorers and the lottery from only perhaps a week ago, not two weeks ago, I think at this point. With your sense motive, there is a sharp change. His notes talk about awakening the power, performing the ritual that his grandmother Nefereku and what he refers to simply as my mentor secure have taught him. That's the negative energy thing. Well, it's a demon of some right, sort. Right, of some, yeah, something. His his notes up until this point have this, this quality of someone desperately seeking power. And immediately after these notes, the handwriting is the same, but it's far more deliberate. The voice that you're reading is far more direct. And then as you're reading through it, you can tell that this is someone with a singular focus. It's almost as if the personality has almost completely changed. The direction, the desire to raise Shepus as a general of his own army, the desire to reclaim his rightful place upon the throne of Osirian, uh, the glory of the Sky Pharaoh. Okay. That seems like a sharp change to be put on the throne. Well, he lost his own Ka. He yeah, may I be, think he might be possessed. Possessed. By the power of the call left in the artifact. Uh, very possible. Any of those of you wish to make me a knowledge religion? May. I do. I'll actually allow a knowledge arcana as well. I got a five. 
Uh, Sudi got a 17. Uh, I got a 30 Arcana. Uh, on yours gets a 24 Religion. With a 24 in Religion, that shouldn't be the case. Ka is not a spirit. It's a force. It's like positive energy. There's no memory in Ka. There's no motivation. There's no emotion. Without your ba in your ib, you don't have heart or thought. This doesn't seem right. Since you're with your 30 in Knowledge Arcana, if a ritual was created to divide that, which should never be forcefully divided, it's possible that it wasn't done cleanly. That effectively, instead of it being a page that was neatly cut into thirds, it was ripped. And elements of the other thirds possibly still remain with one of the pieces. If that's the case, then while this is is a individual's call, his life force, it may actually still retain elements of the baw and the ib. Whatever he did to himself, I don't think it was done right. I don't think he did it on purpose. I mean, there's there's no way that you can just get rid of your car or change out your car. You're you're connected, but if you do separate it, it I mean. I don't think he did it right. It most likely wasn't something he did on his own at all, it considering was done to him. the effort that's been placed to remove the Sky Pharaoh from all records of history. It was most likely a punishment, a curse. You know how when you have a loaf of bread and you gotta share it with two other people and you rip it and it's never always even? I think that's exactly what happened. Mm. I mean, you can't put the bread all back together again. In your tummy, you can. But you eat it the same. <laughs> no. That's all digested. Maybe he's trying to eat the bread, metaphorically, of all the pieces, so he has the whole loaf. the Kaw has remnants of the Ba and the Ib, and it remembers who he was, and now has possessed your cousin to a certain extent, his one goal would be reunited with the other parts of his soul. That makes sense. He's not complete. And if he was once a pharaoh, or was in line to become a pharaoh, and feels that that has been taken from him, that could explain his sudden urge to reclaim the throne. Also getting supreme Voldemort vibes from this guy. Until we are able to discover more information about the Sky Pharaoh, which might be impossible at this point, and we won't know for sure what exactly happened. Well, let's worry about the current dilemma and figure out where he is and try to stop him. We're going to have to get the mask, and to do that, we're most likely going to have to kill him. Well, Yeah, I was going to say it. I was gonna, gonna say like, look. So he like looks over at Sagira. Sagira is probably just like, eh, okay. I don't know so, that guy. So he's like, all right. She's stuffing funny. silk into a backpack. Yeah, I'm like, he sounds like a jerk. Stuff, stuff, <laughs> stuff, stuff. He I, bought nice jewelry. Stuff, stuff. I guess we'll uh, head back to the main room. Turning, all of you begin to make your way out. In Citrus' case, I imagine remembering back to the note that you'd found, to the message that you'd found whenever you were exploring the sanctum of the Arudite Eye. The warning, do not attempt its destruction. Do not be tempted by its power. Oh. You were told from the beginning. Onuris following a half step behind, now with the revelation of having been reading your father's words, let our scandal remain forgotten until this obscenity can be undone. Perhaps it was a punishment, but this is beyond any punishment that anyone should be forced to endure. It's not the right of men to destroy souls. You emerge back into the octagonal room. I open the other curtains. Is there more <laughs> curtains or is it just the double doors? 
every single wall is covered with curtains. There's about, I think, 16 alcoves, I think. I open them all, one by one, let's in a just, circle. Yeah, let's just wake our clockwise. Just, just see how many more rooms there are. Off so of I this. guess we'll go clockwise from the hallway. Okay. You push open the next five curtains, revealing small prayer alcoves behind each one of them. Numerous areas for an individual to find some privacy and escape to prayer. Most of these are dedicated to Phrasma, although a number of these are dedicated to the other ancient Osirian gods. Oh, nice. Is there one for Horus? No, they're mostly to Anubis, Isis, Nith, Nephis, and Selkit. Oh, I don't do anything then. Any of those of you who uh, have knowledge religion? Eleven. Haha, <laughs> Sudi gets a nine. He doesn't know what these are. On yours gets an 18. With an 18, I actually would allow a uh, profession embalming as well. Oh. That's worse. Eleven, actually, the same. Okay. <laughs> uh, on yours, you note that, uh, of course, Anubis is the god of the dead. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, each one of the others aid and assist Anubis in guarding the dead. And their symbols make up the four symbols set atop each of the canopic jars. Oh, that's cute. Uh, Aren't they Horus's kids or something? Uh, I remember there's a connection to Horus and all of that, and I can't remember why. I think they're all connected weirdly to everything. Yeah. I was going to anyway, say they have a weird, like, every It's not important. That's just, a, that's just a me thinking I remember that stuff. <laughs> I do not know. I never did that. There's a falcon head. There's a like a falcon-headed one. A, uh, one of them's like a baboon. One of them, I can't remember what the other two are. A lion. A lion and. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a scarab or something. It probably is a uh, jackal. You know what? I'll go ahead and give it to you. Because the player knows. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Isis is the wife of Osiris and the mother yes. of Horus. Mm-hmm. Neith is the. I think I can't remember what her relationship was, but she was Set's lover for a while and the mother of Sobek. Oh, Sobek. Nephthys is the wife of Set, although they don't have any children together, although she did have an affair with Osiris <laughs> and is the mother of Anubis. Mm. And I don't know how Sokut is connected. She the other cat lady? Uh, the, yeah, the, I think Sekhmet. the relationships in Pathfinder are also slightly different. Yeah. Uh, well, Sekhmet is the... Uh, it's the goddess, the goddess of, of slaughter. Uh, Selket is the mistress of the beautiful house, the goddess of embalming, killing, and scorpions. Yeah. So that leaves one more hallway, right? Because there's eight walls, or is that everything? Is there just the one hallway and the other alcoves and then the door? Well, we were just going around, and he mentioned... Yeah, but the room's octagonal, octagonal which means it has eight. Oh, okay. So if we went down the room with the hallway, and we already knew one had a Phrasmin shrine, and we found five more, that's... There are two alcoves on each wall. Okay. So. Uh, so, continuing around, though, you pass each one of these. You pass the set of double doors. I don't know if you do anything with them really other does. than... Not uh, now, because yeah, that's them. probably the way forward. Yeah, Citra glancing them over, you don't think that they're trapped. You pass by a number of other alcoves along the next wall, following this around until you get to the point where there's only two walls remaining. The first of these alcoves is just one dedicated to Anubis. The second one, however, opens up into a very long hallway, which stretches to the to the edge of your light source. Oh, great. Another one. Oh, I guess we're going down this hallway now. We should check it. Those double doors probably lead further into the tomb. Most likely. Unless it's a false tomb or something Uh, like that. This isn't that kind of thing, I don't think, because they were, like, actively adding people over time. Plus, it was already hidden to begin with. True. Sagira goes down the hallway. Sudi brings up the rear. Following your way down this hall, the hallway makes its way forward. It winds slightly. You continue along the path, occasionally descending down in a few steps at a time. 
In the distance ahead of you, you all hear a curious sound. Everyone may make me a perception roll if they so wish. Sigara gets a 25. Oh, wait. Uh, no, yeah, 25. Okay, Sudi's got a 24. Citra gets a 21. Onuris only gets an 11. Okay, so I think with the exception of Onuris, Onuris does hear the sound but can't quite place it. The rest of you, it sounds like the gentle sound of lapping water coming from somewhere further up ahead. Hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Does this super secret tomb have secret boat access from, like, the river or some shenanigans? Or the super super secret uh, tomb has, like, a fountain because Mm -hmm. of all the living people that would have to be here. Having a clean water source Mm -hmm. would be nice if you didn't have a cleric to, like, you know, create water. You enter into a strange chamber. The ceiling in this room is high, stretching up some nearly 50 feet overhead. The dome overhead is covered with a mural that seems to depict the sky. And at the very apex of this is what appears to be a glowing globe, casting something akin to sunlight. Although not nearly as bright, but it gives you almost the impression of glancing up towards a dimmer sun sitting at high noon. The water sound from this chamber, or that echoes off this chamber's towering ceiling, seems to be coming from the bizarre display ahead of you. The entire floor of this room is covered in sand and tiny stone replicas of buildings and streets. Oh, that's weird. Which fill the entirety of the gallery. Does anybody have gust of wind? This creates a room-sized map of Wati. Weird. A stark black pillar rises up from the center of the room, the exact position where the Grand Mausoleum of Phrasma is. Anybody want to go find the ark? Not particularly. <laughs> um, okay, so... Where's the it, water sound coming from? Yeah. Is there, like, a river to is go? It, like, yeah. Next, oh, runs there's next a to river. Yeah, there's the, a river that it runs next to Wati. The water sound seems to be coming from the actual water that forms the mm-hmm. confluence of the Asp and Crook that make up the River Sphinx, forming one border of the city of Wati. So there's real water where the river would be. Yes. Beneath this is bright blue sand, which gives it the impression of deep, clear water. Oh, cool. Although the water itself seems to be no deeper than maybe two feet. I uh, touch on Uris and I'm like, hey, magic maybe. Uris just looks at you. Seems magical. In size. On no. Uris is going to go ahead and detect magic. magic. That was my plan anyway. Sigurus <laughs> <laughs> so like, it seems magical. Anyone that wishes to make me an old local may. Okay. Um, anyone that wishes to make me an old the plains or knowledge religion may as well. Religion. Uh, I got a 16 local, and then I got a 17 planes. Uh, Sudi got a 10 religion. I need to start taking 10. Uh, Citra got a 29 knowledge local. And Nuris gets a 22 knowledge religion. This is a cool room, though. Yeah, it's neat. I'm kind of like, like, to what scale is it? Can we, can we actually walk through it, or is it, like, so small that we, like, can't For the whole... S- it depends on... I guess it depends on how big the room is. It takes yeah. up the entirety of this room, which from one side to the other is approximately 60 feet across. Wow. And 60 feet long. Jeez. So the portion that it's, like, the necropolis takes up an area of about uh, 15 square feet. Hmm. It's like that little village in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, Yeah. For the greater good. Greater the, uh, good. Yes, the greater good. On your, your detect magic, uh, what do you get taking 10 on spellcraft? 21. 21. Very well. The water here does not appear to be a magical effect. It actually appears to be being pumped in from somewhere. Although where exactly, you're not entirely positive. That being said, the, the kind of echoing sound of it is uh, some form of ghost sound that echoes through this chamber. 
Beyond that, the only magical effect that you see is at the zenith of this room, where there's a continual flame forming the sun that shines overhead. Although, again, it seems to be in an actual position of something akin to noon, so there's you know still a shadow cast by the pillar because you actually aren't. I don't think you're quite far enough south that it ever reaches true noon. For Citra, glancing this over, and Segura as well, I believe, with your knowledge local, both of you can tell that this is a extraordinarily accurate and to scale map of the city of Wati, hundreds of years out of date. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Neat. Wow. With Onuris, you realize that the missing Grand Mausoleum and the Black Pillar that stands in its place is an artistic representation of Phrasma's spire in the Boneyard, atop which all mortal souls are judged for their deeds and life, and sent their appropriate afterlife. All of you may make me a perception roll. Uh-oh. The spire's going to come ti- Yeah, to notice the tiny soldiers about to murder us. Wow. <laughs> they form a little tiny soldier swarm. It's a tiny soldier undead swarm. These are for our vengeance from our brothers in Akintepi's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> we talk. We get together at socials. Does, does Israel need to make one, too? They were the heroes we deserve. Uh, everyone may make one. Wow. And everything. Is this site-based? Yes. Okay. Oh, poor Zuri. I mean, I need a few more levels. <laughs> Sudi has eye ouchies. You're probably still healing. Yes. I mean, it's, it's only been a couple days. Exactly. It's still tender. So what do we get? Uh, Sigar gets a 15. Isra gets a 13. Okay. Sudi gets an 18. Citra got a 26. On yours gets a 24. And on her it gets a 19. Isra is sent, correct? Yes. You look about this room. On yours goes over with the tech magic. Again, from here, you can't see anything mag- magical. You can't see any other exits. The walls are covered with displays that give you almost the impression of looking out from Wati towards the surrounding deserts. Cool. Uh, interestingly enough, from the wall that you're coming in on, if you kind of lean out and glance towards your left, you can see some more depiction of the river and then what appears to be maybe the distant buildings of another city. The city of Tefu that on a clear day you can actually see from Wati. Mm. Yeah, none of you sense anything. Although, dropping your hand down, you can tell that Isra bristles and seems to stare with her teeth bared although still quietly as she stares intently and unblinkingly into the chamber uh guys i think there's something in here your cat usually only does that when something very bad is about to happen yep sudi begins looking for the source of the bad i pick up some sand and toss it oh, the that's direction. actually what i was just about oh, to say to do uh, there's only water ahead of you from where you come in you actually walk into the water uh, okay. I pick up water and I splash it in the direction. Okay. It splashes out, dropping a little bit over the side of Wati's uh, Dock District. What if that happened in real life? Like whatever you do to the city here happens to the city out there. That would be horrifying. Also, that would I be know. a lot of magic. Kind of neat. But it's amazing. The word you're looking for is horrifying. No, I'm going to go with amazing. Hey, is there anything in here trying to kill us? Hello? I appear to have strange guests. Okay, cool. What language? It's addressed to the party in Osiriani. Hey, I speak okay. that. You speak common now, too? I also speak common now. That was the third interesting thing that you should have mentioned. Yep. Well, I already had three. Oh, well. Good evening. More of the living. For now. I take it that means you're part one of the dead. No. Undead? Are you a, a building? <laughs> Construct? Aberration? No. We mean the tomb. No harm if you're one of its guardians. We're here looking for the... Interloper. The other living 
inhabitants. The one with the mask. <coughs> Guardian. <coughs> no. That's not good. Why do I feel like we stumbled into Sakar's? Is it Sakar? Uh -oh. Sakur. Yeah, you're Sikur? right. Sakur. Oh. Okay, I was like, I was like Sakar. Uh. I was like Dragonrock. Sakur. You've been speaking with the woman. If you mean <coughs> the head, kind of. She's my grandma? Has she gone? Yeah? She's downstairs. Upstairs. 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 I'm all turned around. Hmm. Hmm. You're here to disturb me. I mean, you can just do you, and we'll leave. <coughs> Curious. Maybe we should back out slowly. What's curious? You. That's true. He's weird. <laughs> Thank you. In a You're good welcome. Focus. <laughs> Clinging so desperately to life. As opposed to what alternative? The better alternative. Being a dead thing? Oh, no. They're just as bad as the living. So what are you? I... I am the sweet embrace of oblivion. Hmm. <coughs> Sounds like you have a cold, so oblivion can't be that great if you can still get the common cold. True. Citra. What? Do you wish to find peace? Not in the way that you're offering. Peace is kind of boring. <laughs> you're here for the boy. You could say that. I'm pretty sure he's a man now. I don't know. He is more capable than he knows. How mm. unfortunate for him. Mm. More capable than he knew. Because he's not around anymore. <laughs> now, you may leave this place and pursue what is left of your short existence before the ruin that comes at the end of days consumes you the city, your sad squabbles, and the petty gods that you serve. Man, got a lot of people on a lot of high horses around here. And you're not going to try to help Nebtu? Nebta. Nebta. No, it's Nebtu. It's Nebta. Nebta? Nebta. I have it written down. It's Nebta. Nebta. Kufri. You're not going to attempt to help Nebta. You're just going to let us continue to pursue him. Hmm. I have things that I must do. <coughs> so he summoned you here. You're bound. We each have our burdens to bear. That's why you're not going to try to stop us, because if we kill him, you're free. Ah. Is that how that works? Depending on the nature of the summoning. Oh. Hmm. I am obliged to aid my apprentice. But let me guess, he was very vague on what aiding means, so you have some leeway. You think I will stand by and let you kill him? <laughs> you don't oh. seem to be putting into very much effort into stopping us now. I want to sense motive. You, you also said sense he's motive. not really Sorry. him anymore either. Oops. I got 27, unless he's a person or an undead. I we still have no idea what he is. 25 since motive for Citra. But the 27 with the 25... You have a very strong feeling that while he may be somewhat 
adverse to the fact that he was summoned and bound. He legitimately seems to be enjoying the direction all of this is going. Because mm. he's evil. <sighs> well. But I give you an opportunity. Well, we're not going to just leave, so... Ah. Yep. There goes that, then. Your chance to enjoy your last few years. Eh. Before death and destruction come for you. You've been doing that a lot lately. Hmm. Then will you accept my other gift? Oblivion? No, thank you. We too have tasks we need to complete before doing anything like that. <laughs> well then. A spidery hand grabs onto the edge of the pillar. It's a Dementor. A second one seems to kind of creep up. As you can see, something seems to almost slow climb along the outside edge of the pillar. Something sleek and slender as it's difficult to even see it around this 30-foot-high pillar. As it reaches the top, it kind of crests on top of it, a pair of large wings spreading out around it and glistening strangely dark, but somehow as if made of some form of purple stone or crystal, which seems to glow and glimmer. The shape of it seeming to be something more akin to a... uh, an almost gargoyle-like creature with long spiky legs and a bat-like head mm. made of some form of living dark crystal. Can I know wow. what this is? I legitimately have no idea what this is. Black wisps of smoke or something trail off from around it. He's got a look. He looks great. <laughs> you then realize that what you actually thought were long spidery fingers are in fact its wings which protrude from its shoulders akin to a bat as if it's its stretched out arms the thing crouches as it stares down I suppose then let us find who will meet oblivion first he's so cute is he though before we begin though it crouches up there patiently enough that the party if they so wish may make me a knowledge. The planes. Engineering. The planes. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, it was that. summoned, so of course it's the planes, but you know. I got a 19. With a 19, you recognize. I'm just going to theorize with mounting horror. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That this is a thing referred to as, this is a Siad Nuar. Oh. I've never heard of this in my life. I love it. They are strange creatures born of pure entropy. They are the antithesis of creation and life. In the cold heart of the negative energy plane, the unsubstance of that realm coalesces into snowflake-like crystals. It is from these strange formations that Skiadnyars arise, breaking free from their jagged, quote, eggs, fully grown. They hate the living and the undead with equal passion, perhaps out of jealousy for those who have a spark of life, even if that spark is provided by corruption of life in the form of undeath. Though they usually ignore creatures from the outer spheres. They believe that their positive energy counterparts, the Yoti, long ago stole their ability to create, breaking the parallel between the two energy planes and forcing these void dwellers into an unwanted role of pure destruction. Uh, uh. You may ask a single question pertaining towards the Skiadnir. Okay, so according... By the way, they look like that. They're pretty awesome. They're so cute! Oh, those are... Okay, they can be kind of cute looking. According to a page on Paizo, 
It has a pronunciation of Skadenar. 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 Sounds Norse. It sounds almost sound Swedish kind of at that Swedish point. Swedish or Norse, yeah. Skadenar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sagira, like, taps on Eurus, like, de- death, death ward. Death ward. I have the scroll in one hand and I can cast it. Ask the question. You oh. ask um, either. How I kill it? Oh, really? Okay. You want special defenses? Yes. Oh, boy. It's going to do negative energy damage. How do I kill it? All right, buckle in, children, because this is going to take a second. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, no. I'm so scared. Oh, Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. First off, it has entropic flesh. Any creature that strikes it with a melee weapon takes negative energy damage. Oh, come on. That's awful. All right. As a side note, attacking with a weapon uh, at range or a weapon that provides reach allows you to avoid the damage. Yeah, we don't Well, I have a bow. Secondly, it has negative energy affinity. So it's healed by negative energy. It's healed by negative energy and harmed by positive energy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's pretty standard. Thirdly, it has an ability referred to as Void Child. Uh. They are immune to the effects that target souls, such as trap the (laughs) soul, uh, or require knowledge of a creature's identity, such as scrying. Oh, that's cool. Because they don't have literally anything that you could use. When one is slain, it cannot be restored to life by magic, save by a miracle or wish or by divine intervention. Wow. Yeah, no thanks. I think okay. this will be fine, Dad. They possess damage reduction. Oh, of course. Although knowing what overcomes this damage reduction is a separate question. Yikes. They are immune to cold. They're immune to death effects. They're immune to disease, energy drain, and poison. They are resistant to acid, electricity, and sonic. Ooh. Wow. The and fire. possess... Spell resistance. But fire's okay. But fire's okay. Fire's okay. So who wants the death wards that's going to protect uh, us from me, the negative energy? I'm going to be push, I'm going to be punching this thing. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, but so is Sakura and so is Citra. Dang it! Why don't don't we you have, have death ward stuff? Don't you have saves? I get I get a bonus against death effects, um, but uh, not against negative energy damage. I have a plus two versus fear. And well, death. the death ward's going to protect you guys from negative energy effects. Like so, when you hit it, you're not taking damage from it hit, from hitting it. Well, I have more hit points than, than Citra has. Yeah, how many hit points you got? Because I've got uh, seventy when I'm full. Fifty nine when I'm full. I'm at fifty seven. Okay, then we probably want to do it on you then. Yeah, and then the other one because I have the scroll. You probably you. I'm not going to be hitting it. Yeah, but it might target you with crazy attacks. With negative stuff. But the creature looms, spreading its wide bat-like wings. Creepy. Staring down at all of you as it begins to launch itself to the attack. And I will need initiative from the party next time. Next time. I'm just going to be like, Isra, get... Get. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I was gonna say, Isra and on her attacking this thing sounds like a bad. I'm just gonna chomp onto this pile of negative energy. <laughs>